Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parikh. And we're joined in Zoom studio by producer and rabbit trail wrangler, Shannon. Wow, that's a new one. Hello, yeah. hello. Rabbit trail. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I just came up with that. You're welcome. You can use that as a, as a Twitter <laughs> handle if you'd like. So uh, listen, if you have not already, please support the podcast by giving us five stars and sharing on social right now. Just stop the recording, go give us five stars and share on social. This very minute will wait while you do it. Now that you've done that, thank you so much. So, all right. Uh, in this episode, we've got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about the NBA and Microsoft. We're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about Fortnite. We're going to talk about Ticketmaster giving refunds. We've got four or five weird and wacky episodes, and some of them involve clothing, which is crazy. Of course, we have tech recs and TV movie recommendations for your time at home. So if we're ready, we'll dive right in. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready. All right, here we go. So NBA announces new multi-year partnership with Microsoft to redefine and personalize the fan experience. I thought this was pretty amazing. Sanjay, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's probably a good time to be thinking about the fan experience since you can't have the fan, <laughs> fans in the stadium there, can you? Yeah, well, what I loved about it is like, basically they're going to be using some artificial intelligence to learn yeah. more information about fans and to customize and individualize the experience of, of watching games and interacting with uh, NBA content, which I think is kind of amazing. And this is sort of the next evolution of where entertainment's going to go, where it becomes much more personalized to each yeah. individual, right? Yeah. And we've actually got a number of uh, startups here in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not going to name them because I'm going to forget somebody and they're going to feel bad, but there's a number of startups that are around the kind of sports and entertainment space um, around the fan experience um, themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, th I think that's part of their whole thing of like, how do you get people to keep coming back, right? Because the experience at home is is honestly gotten to be really good, right? Yeah. High definition televisions, yep. um, you know, access to all this stuff. Um, and then you can go to your own bathroom, you can go to your own fridge. Yeah. You know, so you have to compete against that. Um, and how do you do that? And so it, it's good that they're thinking about this. I think there is something that's always uh, quite a bit different in the stadium versus at home, you know, it's just right. that energy and everything like that's impossible to replicate at home. Um, right. But it's good that they're thinking about these things. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Does this fan experience include robot fans? Because last <laughs> week they said they were doing that for baseball in China. So I'm curious if this plane will include it as well. I mean, that's a great question, and I don't think it does, but it should because everybody loves robot fans. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know. if you have to go to the game by yourself, maybe you get a robot companion included as a part of your ticket. Ooh, I would love that. Uh, I would love that. So, <laughs> all right, listen, uh, next, next article. Leaked pictures or pics reveal Google Smart Debit Card to rival rival. Rival to rival apples. So uh, are you both going to rush out and get Google Smart debit card does that seem like something you want really bad no 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 i didn't even get the apple card i mean listen the apple card is kind of like intriguing from like a novel sort of perspective uh you know it's titanium but i don't really want a titanium card in my wallet and i don't need another <laughs> card and the the whole cashback thing isn't better than what i already have on my rewards cards i just was like ah eh. 
Yeah. And you say rush out, like my priorities have changed. Am I going to rush out for a new credit card? No. Rush out for toilet paper? Maybe. Our currency (laughs) system has fundamentally changed. That's a good point. Or like bread, you know, like you you got to have bread. Let's rush out for bread. You know, let's do that. So I I mean, I will say the the thing that I'm a little bit perplexed by, you know, the Apple offering seems better to me because it's a real credit card, whereas this is a debit card. Right. Um, You know, there's a lot of risk associated with having a debit card because it's a direct link into your bank account. Yeah. Um, and technically the banks don't have to do anything for you if um, you get money stolen out of there. Whereas a credit card, they are legally obligated to fix that. So mm. uh, I don't know. I, it, it's interesting why they have, why they're going down the cha- path of doing a debit card versus a credit card. Yeah. Um, but to me, it, it doesn't make as much sense. I'm not signing up. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, so uh, speaking of something else, I'm probably not going to be involved with at all. Uh, Google readies its own chip for future pixels and Chromebooks. So, you know, Apple does its own chip manufacturing and integrates more deeply into everything. Does a better job. We, we talked about Tesla doing yep. the same thing and having more technical capabilities because they're manufacturing some of their own chips. Now Google's going to get into the same game, manufacture its own chips for some of its own hardware components. I mean, seems like a good idea, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, there's a lot of complexity and obviously you've got to hire a lot of people that do chip design. Um, fun fact, uh, uh, side note, when I was going through Georgia Tech, I, I thought I wanted to be a chip designer uh, coming out of it. I actually had an offer from Intel to go work on the Pentium Pro out in California. Um, nice. So uh, yeah, I had studied quite a bit uh, during my days in tech and I have done that for exactly zero days of my life. Okay. Um, but it's it's uh, it's intense, and I can't even imagine what it's like now compared to back in the uh, the mid '90s. But uh, it's expensive to do this as well. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Google's doing okay. I think they can plunk down some money on this. But um, the big questions, that, you know, I think coming up are um, there's a lot of questions around security around chip design as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and where do you fabricate? And is whatever government where your chip facility is doing something to influence and add security issues into your chips. Like there's all these questions that um, I think come along with it. And, you know, I, I don't think it said where they're going to try to manufacture these, but if it's in China, uh, it could be an issue. And, and that's a mm-hmm. whole another layer of stuff they need to think about. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll just keep rolling here. This is a great role. Uh, Facebook invests $5.7 billion dollars in India's India's Reliance Geo, uh, Geo. Man, this, this is crazy. Like, t- tell tell, give us the details on this because so, I think you mentioned, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This is their f- largest ever investment that they've done. Uh, Five point seven billion dollars for nine point nine nine percent. I don't know why it wasn't an even ten. I, I think, like, why didn't you give them the one hundredth of a percent extra? Um, but, uh, yeah, so essentially valuing the company at, uh, just over $57 billion kind of post investment, um, geo, if you don't know them, they are one of they're part of Reliance telecom, which is one of the largest multinationals coming out of India. Um, geo has been on the scene for a couple of years and has made a huge splash in terms of internet access and mobile access, um, for folks in India. Um, whereas it's it's almost free, it's very cheap. They've gotten huge penetration into the market. Um, that's obviously what's driving this uh, mm. investment for Facebook is to get access 
um, to a couple of billion, uh, a billion and change uh, people rather. Um, and so it's, it's interesting. They're obviously kind of telegraphing as well their commitment to um, India. I, I don't know what their access is in China. I, are, are they blocked from China possibly? Yeah, I mean, on that know. one. Yeah. I mean, those are the two big markets, right, in the world, right. China and then India. Right. Um, and so making a play like this is, uh, I think it's a big deal. I, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll see what comes up in terms of, uh, they, I'm sure they already have development shops in India. Um, yeah. This is there. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to build that up or not. Well, speaking of uh, markets, Fortnite creator Epic Games just caved by putting its game on the Google Play Store for the first time ever, but it's not too happy about it. So my question is, have you ever played Fortnite? <laughs> That's really what I want to know here. That's why I, this... I've, I've never played Fortnite before. I didn't even know it was available because apparently you have to sideload it onto Android because they yeah. the, the article is about... Um, they didn't want to pay the Google cut, just like you have to pay Apple, the Apple cut for revenue. There's a Google cut for revenue right. and they didn't want to do that. And so, um, you know, they did what you do then is you allow people to download it right off your website, not from the play store. Mm -hmm. and what that means is there's a lot of these warnings about, Hey, this is not secure and this, that, and the other. So, um, right. yeah. so I've never played it. Shannon, have you ever played Fortnite? I mean, I mean, what do you guys think? Listen, obviously Shannon no. is like a hardcore Fortniteer. She's staying up late every night, just tearing it up. I mean, no. Yeah, definitely no. That's no, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can, you, I have, can you do that little flossing dance that came from? Uh, you oh, there you what? go. Come from that. I you know tried. that came from my kid's high school. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Really? Yeah, the kid that invented it is it's called the Backpack Kid, yeah. and uh, he goes yeah, to yeah. high school with my daughter. Yeah. No way! I didn't. Wow, know that's that. cool. Yeah, she sees him. She's not as impressed with him as everybody else is. Uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't talk. Is to he him. still in school? Yeah, I think he's like a tenth or eleventh grader. Oh, Does wow. he get royalties from Fortnite? <laughs> I don't think so, but he did. I mean, he, but he did get to go on. I think he went on Saturday Night Live and did the did the floss dance with Katy Perry. I, I mean, that's, that's cool. a pretty big deal. So. Well, we talked about it a long time ago. He sued Fortnite because they used the dance and then didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. We talked about it a long time ago. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of, speaking of suing and money, Ticketmaster refunds postponed concert events after backlash from customers and lawmakers. So if you've got tickets that for an event that isn't happening, you can get your money back. That seems reasonable. I don't what the big deal is right i mean why do they continue to do things where everybody they know they're going to be cast as evil for doing this like just refund the money can Not we just wait for the backlash and lawmakers and all that stuff i don't know anybody that likes Ticketmaster. like no one is like oh Ticketmaster is a great organization like can we just get a competitor in there to take them out that like and, actually and, is friendly and, and nice can we just do the, that anybody the, please the challenge is is that it's it's hard right i mean if you remember from back in the day pearl jam was anti-Ticketmaster and they did not allow them to be used for any of their shows mm -hmm. and it was it was hard uh because yeah. There's really nobody else that's of a scale that can deal with all of the stuff. Right. Um, no, that's true. That's true. So, I just wish there were. Yeah. We we do have, um, again, we have some competitors that are here in Atlanta. Like there's brown bag tickets. And, and mm -hmm. I think there's a couple of others that have some pretty good ticketing solutions. The problem is, is that Ticketmaster does um, exclusive arrangements with certain venues. Yep. All right, so last article before Weird and Wacky, Google slashing 
International intern salaries. I assume to save money during the whole pandemic thing. I don't know. Seems kind of hater. What yeah, are your thoughts? That, I mean, Shannon, you found this. What, what were the details on this one? Yeah, the details were, um, I think it was their interns in Canada were speaking out that they received a notice that their salary will be cut 50% and they have 24 hours to accept the offer. Um, so yeah, not great. Okay, that's, that's some, those are some bad numbers. A 50% cut is a problem and 24 hours notice is a real problem. Maybe at least give them a couple of weeks or something, right? Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, it's time for Weird and Wacky. We've got a bunch for you. This is going to be great. So heroes of the pandemic, former CEO of Radio Shack, now an ER doctor on the front lines of the COVID-19 fight. So I tagged this. Honestly, the entire story is just the headline. I was just like the former CEO of Radio Shack. The guy apparently worked his way up in Radio Shack from age 16. He actually got a job there at 15. Then they turned him down because they couldn't hire 15-year-olds. He got in touch with the high-up VPs. And literally the day he turned 16, had a job at Radio Shack because he was such a fan Worked his way up to be CEO, sold it. I think he made an $11 million cut on the sale. Then he went to medical school because that's what he wanted to do originally all along anyway. And now he's an ER doctor on the front lines of COVID-19. That's just kind of amazing. That is yeah. so epic. Like that's the level of work ethic I aspire to. That's just unbelievable. So. I, and they say that um, he doesn't really need to work, but... Uh, you know, he's still doing it. He's 61 years old and he's, he's still just kind of going strong at this point. And he says he loves it. He says he really loves the, the, the experience. He loves what he does every day. So, and he does not miss being a CEO, which is shocking to me. You can run a company that size and that scale. And then you're like, no, I'm just going to go. Just, I'm just going to go good. serve people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, interesting side note is by um, the thing that he does to relax is he plays flight simulator games. <laughs> that was in the article. I'm like, okay. I mean, he could fly planes. He's got that kind of money, but he just plays the flight simulator. Just it's easier, right? It's it's safer. Yeah, it is safer. I'll give you that. All right. So next one, and this is going to be tied to another one. Uh, put on a shirt for video hearings. Judge tells attorneys. So, <laughs> so yeah. Even worse than this article was they were talking about attorneys that apparently have shown up for hearings, video hearings, uh, when they're clearly still in bed. Uh, like what? Yeah, like, no, no, you don't no. do that. You don't do that. No. Like, Listen, I put on my hat for video calls. I got my hat on right now for, just <laughs> for you for the, to keep the brand. I got to keep the brand alive. You know, you got you to gotta keep the brand alive. I'm just saying. See, I also did that today, but it was more like got to keep the crazy hair controlled. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And then, and then related to the next article, police department reminds residents to wear pants while checking the mailbox which I, I, again, I feel like people, listen, we're in a pandemic. I get it. You should not have to be reminded to wear clothing when other people are going to see you. I feel like that's just a given, you know? Yeah. You, you should remember that everybody else is home too. Right. And they can see out the, those windows. You, they actually go both ways. They go both ways. Yeah. It's <laughs> not one way glass. You can see out and people can see in. <laughs> All right. And last one. And this is, I feel like this is going to come back to Georgia too, but that's okay. Florida governor declared WWE and quote essential service. And his explanation doesn't make much sense. So the Florida governor said, look, WWE can do its thing because they're not going to have crowds and people need entertainment. 
I don't even know where to start. I, I just, I'm dumbfounded. This just seems so stupid to me. I mean, Florida. Well, but, but in all fairness, in all fairness, what was it yesterday? Two days ago, the Georgia governor came out and said, Hey, look, essential services. You can go get your haircut. You can go get your nails done. And Hey, you can go bowling starting Friday in Georgia. I just, I mean, I'm, looking, I'm looking at this announcement thinking people think that bowling is so critical in Georgia that, that they have to like, like seriously, that's at the top I mean, of the list. You know, Georgia. <laughs> Home of the CDC, you know, and also bowling is an essential service. Yeah. Yeah. Bowling's an essential service. Home of the CDC. The governor's finding out information about the COVID-19 virus that my kids knew two months earlier. I mean, it's cool. It's Georgia. Whatever. I'm a little angry. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, the crazy thing about the Georgia pit bit is that, you know, oh, you got to maintain social distancing, but we're going to open up tattoo parlors and haircuts and massages. How do you do those from six feet away? Now, listen, I, I will say this much. I will say this. I listened to an interesting article or an interesting podcast this morning. They were interviewing a salon owner and the salon owner was actually saying that all of the hairdressers and nail people and everybody in her salon are actively still working, but they're going to customers' homes instead of doing it in the salon. And from her perspective, it's actually safer to have the salon open in a controlled environment that they can clean continually versus these all of her people going into individuals' homes where they may or may not be exposed to other people or other things and they can't clean or whatever else. So from that perspective, I get it. But at the same time, like, yeah, still bowling alleys, come on, bowling alleys. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you really, if we're all at home, do you really need to go to the salon? Do you really well, no. need your haircut? I haven't cut my hair since this whole thing started. And it is not very long because my hair grows like like molasses, but it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, I haven't cut it. So I mean, right. we can wait on that, right? Like we yeah. can just wait. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, so it's tech rec time. This is going to be great. Sanjay, what's your tech rec for this week? So I, I've got a tech rec that is, it's a low tech tech rec. Um, my wife saw this product on uh, Good Morning America as, as a deals and steals and bought it. Uh, and it's called Guard Your ID. And basically what it is, is um, I'm not sure if you do this, Adam, uh, or you, Shannon, but when you get packages or anything, you know, they've got your name and address on there. So what we've always traditionally done is we've ripped that off there and then shredded that um, to protect our, our identity, right? Because uh, like even with magazines, if you don't realize it, just with the magazine label, you can log on to the magazine's website and manage your account because there's subscriber numbers on there and all that stuff. Yeah. So you should shred that or block it. So what this thing does, it's basically a roller that uses random characters. I mean, they're not that random because they're printed on there, but it's it's different characters and different orientations that you wipe on top of the printout and it blacks it out and makes it basically illegible. Now, ah. this is not safe enough that you should do this like with your credit report, you should sh still shred those, but for your mailing address and things like that, like we've been doing it a lot right now with packages and it makes it a lot simpler of having to rip that off and shred it and just wiping this on it for a second. Okay, so listen, here's the one thing that I heard in everything you just said, which uh -huh. is that your wife is a security-minded individual on par <laughs> with you. That's all I heard. Everything else is just buzzing noise from that point forward. Like that's all like my wife would never like never dream of finding a product like this. Like that's kind of amazing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, we both do it. We, we both rip off the things. And I mean, everybody's in tune in our household. Like okay. even the kids. Like Who's who's driving that ship? Are you driving the security mindedness or is she driving the security mindedness? That's what I want to know. Uh, well, I, I think originally it was probably me, but now it, it is it is a co-captain situation here. What I'm hearing you say is you started the paranoia and she's helping to continue it. That's what I heard you heard you say. Yeah, right? yeah. She just she feeds the paranoia with me. She's uh, she she's actually the one that came up with our password for our key pass password manager, the very long password that we have. She's the one that came up with it. Nice. I love that. Okay. There you go. All right, uh, Shannon, what 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 do you have for a tech rec for us today? So I have the app called Libby today, which um, I was really excited about. And then Sanjay said he shared it back in episode 50. So I guess that this is a reused tech rack, but basically you link your library card and your library has a certain number of licenses for eBooks and audiobooks, and you can download pretty much anything. Um, there's sometimes a wait for some of them, but it also integrates with Kindle. So if you like reading on the Kindle platform or if you have a Kindle um, or like their app, it'll integrate across those platforms, which is really nice. And it's great during times like this when you want to read, but can't get to the library. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so my tech break for today, I'm going to recommend Apple's COVID-19 app. So it fascinated me, number one, that Apple has a standalone COVID-19 app. This is not the contact tracing app that we've talked about previously on the show. It is simply an app that gives you information and it also has like a little diagnosis uh, checker. So you can, or it's, a, it's a screener. So you can answer some simple questions and determine if you may or may not have COVID-19. You can also get answers to frequently asked questions. Uh, I think they released it alongside the CDC. So it's got the CDC's little logo at the top as well. And it's got lots of information about like best practices for washing your hands, for social distancing, for quarantining, monitoring your symptoms, all that kind of stuff. It's all right there inside of the app, which I thought was pretty fascinating. So um, I've got it on my I, phone. I wondered if they're going to uh, adapt that later on once the tracing thing is and then just slide it in there. I mean, that would be the smart play. And I would assume that's exactly what will happen, but I, I don't know that for a fact. So uh, I guess we'll all find out together on that one. So now it's time for our new section for all of us that are staying at home. TV movie recommendations. Sanjay, what do you got? Uh, okay, so yeah. So my recommendation is uh, the TV show uh, All American from the CW. Um, it's available on Netflix right now. The first two seasons are there. Uh, I started looking into this. this uh, the story is basically there's a kid from Crenshaw, which is the probably the second worst area of LA right after Watts. Um, and he goes to Beverly Hills High School to play uh, football. So this is based on a true story. Mm. There's a, a guy right now that's 31 years old uh, playing in the NFL. Same thing happened to him. Actually, same thing happened to his dad. So the whole story is not based on him, but just that, that beginning premise. Um, right. Really well done. Uh, we're actually watching it as a family. Um, uh, if you watch it with fa with kids, they should be a little bit older because there's you know drugs and, and other stuff in there. Um, right. It's a TV show, so it's not you know, obvious, explicit, but there is mentions of stuff like that. But um, well done, uh, really enticing. We've only gotten two episodes in, uh, but it's really hooked us. Uh, what nice. about you, Adam? What do you got? So I'm going to recommend The Indian Detective. This is a show that's on Netflix. It is uh, a show that's from Canada. I seem to like Canadian television these days. Um, uh, the it Canadians. Is it is not nearly as good as Kim's Convenience, which is also a Canadian television show. Um, but it's about, a, it's about an Indian... Uh, police officer in Canada that ends up going to India and doing some detective work and things like that. And it, it's kind of like one of those, 
like terrible, not like not good shows that you enjoy watching. It's kind of like that, right? So it's not well done. The plots are kind of hard to follow, uh, but it's kind of awesome to watch at the same time. So I, I'm not sure why. I don't, I don't know what the draw is, is but it's fascinating. Is, is the detective like originally Canadian or is he really originally Indian so and went to Canada and then went back to India? The, the detective is, is Indian by descent, but born in Canada, raised in okay. Canada. His dad okay. had moved back to India. His dad was from India, had moved back home to India. And, yeah. and that's the, that's the tie in. So you've got a very, you know, westernized uh, detective that's doing detective work in India and, and that whole thing. So, uh, I don't so know. It's, it's a, it's a like fish out of water kind of thing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit fish out of water, a little bit like mystery crime solving, a, 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 maybe almost comedy ish, but not really. I, it's just hard to quantify. It's just crazy. It's yeah, weird. So yeah. anyway, Shannon, what do you have for us? So I have a movie called Dark Waters, which came out at the end of last year. Um, Mark Ruffalo plays the main character, who's a lawyer named Robert Billot. And basically, I don't want to give too much away, but um, this lawyer discovers that DuPont Chemical in West Virginia has not disclosed the effects of a chemical that they've been making um, whatsoever. And it's a 20-year legal battle that actually just resolved back in 2018. And it's the movie's incredible. It's really well done. Um, one cool detail is that they cast one of the real-life victims of DuPont. was um, One of the side effects was birth defects for women that were working at the plant. And this child that was born with birth defects is now like 30 something full grown and he was a character of the movie and then Netflix did a documentary about his story which is called The Devil We Know which is you know mm. all a documentary that kind of pairs with the movie so um, two things that you can oh, wow. watch um, one that's you know more movie recreation and then one that's the real documentary behind it but um, something different probably a little change of pace but um, a really important story that's really well told and the movies um, has Anne Hathaway in it as well it's really suspenseful so um, yeah that's my rec so if you need more stress, uh, right, you exactly. can add some suspense <laughs> stress to it. That's why I need, I need more stress in my life. Really. That's great. So it's too easy being home with kids and stuff. It's just too, so. it's, it's relaxing right now. Right. You're like, I, it's I, just, I I'm just, just, I'm in a hammock basically every day. That's I mean, really my I'm life. looking at you and it's like, you don't have a care in the world. Right Not now. a care. I'm floating. I'm really floating. <laughs> that's what I am. So, all right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? You can find me on my website, AdamJWalker.com. It's got links to all the social profiles. It's got links to the YouTube channel that nobody watches, links to uh, <laughs> other podcasts that I may or may not be a part of. Uh, it's It's got all the, all the infos right there, AdamJWalker.com. Doo-doo-doo.